I'm no longer bound, I'm no longer chained, I'm no longer captive, no longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Welcome to Be the Light with Pastor Zachir Robinson. In this show, I'm interviewing Pastor Robert and Lisa Ramirez. Have you ever struggled in your marriage when it comes to finances or insecurities? Well, this is a couple who's going to talk about their journey and how God delivered them up out of those issues. So let's tune in so we can hear a wonderful testimony. My name is Frida. Frida. Welcome, everybody, to Be the Light. This is Pastor Zachia Robinson, and I am here with Pastor Robert and Lisa all the way from Texas. How are you today? We're doing great. Thank you. (laughs) And so um, this month, I kind of been having a little bit of more couples on the show because there's a lot of couples that's in crisis. There's a lot of couples that is ready to give up. There's a lot of couples that's like, you know what? I'm really ready to sign these papers. I don't want to do this anymore. But we all have a journey, regardless of what your journey looked like. We're going to be talking about how their journey was, you know, before they became where they're at now and how God have not just blessed them, but blessed their marriages. Um, And so I don't know who wants to start first, (laughs) but tell me a little bit about your journey um, prior to being married. How was that for yourself, like coming into Christ? What was that like for you? For me, it was more of, uh, you know, not knowing the Lord. Uh, Even in our family, uh, none of us really uh, knew the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so in the journey, uh, you know, my life, you know, growing up from a child up until about 12 years old, I was sexually abused uh, at a very young age. So that opened me up and I lived with, you know, my uncles and and family members and and was opened up to pornography at a very young age. So my journey was uh, and then and my mother, bless her heart. Now we have such a great relationship. But at the beginning, it was very difficult of the rejection and the things that we were going through. But uh, it's just being able to have that journey of being able to find myself because there was so much anger and and hurt and pain in myself uh and so coming into a relationship later on in my life you know i was the partier i was the light of the party i was the one where uh because of the sexual abuse and all that that i went through opened myself to womenizing at a very uh, young age and you know doing things that um, now looking back, wish we could do those things over, but we can't. It's just those lives yeah. of hurt and pain that we go through. Mm-hmm. But uh wasn't until, you know, when Lisa and I got married that things began to change in us. But I'm going to let uh, Lisa share a little bit about hers. Okay. And for me, for me, um, my um, structure growing up was a little bit different. Um, yes, I was adopted to my grandparents, but um, I praise God for that because I got to see a model of a man who loved the Lord. Um, he lived and breathed Jesus. So um, my foundation was the Lord. Amen. Although I went through hard times in my younger years, I went through sexual abuse as well. Wow. And, um, and even through that, um, it did a lot of scarred. I mean, I had a lot of issues, deep issues, right, right. deep rooted from pain, fear, you know, insecurity, anger, bitterness, loneliness, mm. you know. Because anytime the enemy comes in to to come, he his tactic is to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes. And if he could do that to us at a young age, 
you know, imagine as we get older, you know, so um, going through that um, and then later on getting into a relationship, I was married at a very young age. I was married and it was before Robert. So I was married at the age of 17. I got pregnant mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I was divorced two years mm-hmm. later. Yeah. So um just carrying a lot of baggage and weight a lot of times we get ahead of god when god never intended that for us but when we're not attentive to his voice we go after what we want we make a bigger mess of things and um so i was on a a journey of just baggage Mm, and i can relate i can definitely relate especially a, a few things i can relate on one um getting married at a um, well, I wasn't. Well, I guess I was pretty young at what nineteen, and then that was not the right marriage. It's like, like you said, we do what we want to do. We do what um what our flesh wants to do. We didn't even consult God and ask. And then, yeah. then in the midst of it, we're like, God help me, <laughs> like help me get yeah. out of this situation. Um, and then also, I also was taken advantage of, you know, throughout my my years as well. You know, later on, raped later af- after um I got divorced from someone else. So it's one of them things where we all relate to that, and I'm sure there's people that's listening that can also relate to this you know and then we have struggles because yeah especially if you don't get yourself some inner healing and get yourself Mm -hmm. um some some counseling because if you don't it's going to carry over into the relationship Mm -hmm. and so did any of that since both of you have been through taking being taken advantage of did anyone like did y'all bring that into your marriage like did y'all um experience anything where y'all was like okay there's an issue Oh gosh, definitely. We, um, when we came into our marriage, I was uh, 21 when mm-hmm. Robert and I got married mm-hmm. and he was 26. We were not walking with the Lord the first year of our marriage. Wow. Coming into that relationship, um, we were coming in again with kids. Mm-hmm. And when you don't walk, with, when you're not walking with the Lord, you can't understand the spiritual things. No, you can't. You can't understand. You're just going, man, something's wrong with me or something's wrong with you. And we're not jiving here, you right, know? Right. And um, through that, I just remember it happened um, through a dream because I remember sitting sometimes on the couch at two and three in the morning wondering, where's my husband and when is he going to come home? Mm. You know? and thinking i can't go through this another time through another marriage you know it's not fair to me it's not fair to my kids it's not fair to him it's not fair to his daughter you know um so we've got to work something out but little little did i know that um god began to stir something up in me you know even though i wasn't walking with the lord the lord pursues us and i'm thankful for his pursuit and it was one night i had a dream and it was so real this dream i remember this dream And it was like, I remember talking to my dad the next day about it. He's like, Lisa, you've got to make a decision. Either you're going to walk with the Lord or you're not. In order for your marriage to survive, you know, you've got to include God in that, in your marriage. And I remember Robert um, coming home from work one day, that, that day. And I said, Hey, you know, how much do you love me? He's like, and I was like, uh, well, I married you. Yeah. You know, I, I love you. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and then she's like, you know, would you be willing to go to church this Sunday with me? And I'm like, well, you know, um, sure. You know, let's let's try church. So I remember we went to a mission church and, and just to let you know, that was June of 1998 when we got married, uh-huh. uh, June 6th. And so this was in between. Uh, this was probably, you know, October, November of that year. And I was like, sure, let's go. So we went and uh, I remember, you know, sitting back. And of course, you know, when you're not walking with the Lord, you're right. going, man, that, that guy, 
that pastor just preached a message and man, like he, how does he know my life? Like he's <laughs> preaching like directly at me. Like, like, and I'm looking around, like, do people know that he's like, I feel like. Like, how do you know this? Are you talking to me? Who told you my business? <laughs> so, so the beauty about that was then it kind of just like the Lord just kind of grabbed my heart and I'm going, wow, went home thinking about the message. And then the following week, uh, that following Sunday, I remember Lisa was like, well, let's go to church again. Did you like it? I said, yeah, I kind of liked it. So we did. And we we went in. And the next thing you know, we, you know, when the invitation was given that Sunday, here I go, you know, right. and in that church, <laughs> in that church, you have to realize that that the floor on the church was towards the the altar. So when you got up and you went to the altar, there wasn't no coming, <laughs> you, you know, you, you're going. So, so I remember going down there and giving my life to Jesus Christ for the very first time. Mm. And I remember telling the pastor that afternoon when we went back, I said, listen, you know, I know that if I don't have accountability, I will go right back into right, the world. Yes. I, I need that accountability. And by faith, uh, pastor Adam, who is my uh, spiritual father told me, he says, I want you and Lisa to begin to pray about working with the youth group. Amen. And so we did, and we did that for nine and a half years together. But uh, yeah, he, pl he plugged us in and, um, and I praise God for that. But through that, still not understanding, Lord, why am I still struggling with the same things I struggled yes. with when we first gave our life to oh you, goodness. when I dedicated my life? Why am I still struggling in my marriage? You know, one of the main things that I struggled with was insecurity. I was insecure. I was jealous. And I don't know if you know anything about jealousy, but any kind of stronghold, you right. know, that it, it, pre it, it, it oppresses you, suppresses you, yes. and you feel like, you know, you like you're in a war, like you're battling you're right inside of your body. <laughs> exactly it. Yeah. And though we went to church all these years and we went through, we were in ministry and we we're plugged in and, but I'm still mm. on the inside. I'm yes. struggling. I'm dying inside and nobody knows it, mm -hmm. but me, the Lord and my husband, right. you know, and I'm like, Lord, help me, you know, and, but God had to take us out of this place. He had to move us to the next place. He took us out from this church and moved us to another place, moved us to a whole nother town because he was wanting to work something in me. Yes. See, we can desire, you know, ministry and we can desire to do the things of the Lord. But if we don't desire him, yes. then you know, how can there, how can there be the big piece? <laughs> For sure. Exactly. And just to, just real quickly, I just want to say, because one of the things throughout the years that we've noticed is like, we can so be in love with ministry. We can mm -hmm. be in love with position, wow. but if we don't stop to worship the Lord, yes. that's like, and he was talking to the Ephesus church, you know, you, you're doing everything you're supposed to, mm -hmm. but you have missed me. Yes. Your first love. First love. And I'm yeah. glad y'all mentioned that because like I had to tell myself that like I can do all these things, but if I'm not having my own personal relationship with God, I'm going to miss <laughs> when he comes back. He's going to say, I don't even know you. You know, yeah, know. that's why that's why he says that he's going to tell a lot of people depart from me. I never knew you. Um, mm -hmm. You work of iniquity. But that's also going to be tied into, OK, you did all of these things in my name, but you never scheduled time for me. That's I mean, just like, right. Like we can be, you could be in the same household with someone, 
but have no communication, barely talk in and out. But you're, y'all still doing your own separate things. You know, like maybe I have a business together, but y'all doing y'all's pieces for the business, but never bring together. It's like, I don't even know each other. And it's crazy because that's how it is with God. And you see a lot of people that's ministering and pastoring and counseling people, but some of them is not going to make them um, make it when, when he comes back. And that's going to be a sad time. You know, it's like, dang, like, this pastor didn't go like he was counseling me. Like, why are you still here? Um, right. So when you was talking about the insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. Because I know we've had some um, time in um, this past weekend um, yes. to talk. And I wanted you to um, share with, because I'm pretty sure there's some other win- um, men and women that is dealing with something, you know, regardless of what it, what it is. Like for me, I was telling y'all how, I, me and my husband, we have still have that little financial piece that I have to be able to let go and just let, you know, trust just because it was, I was abused in that area. And for you, it was insecurity. So how did y'all overcome you being insecure? Like, how was that? What was the impact like one for your marriage? And then how did you overcome it? Cause I know you shared an amazing testimony about that and how no. God healed you. So I want you to kind of um, talk about that. I think about that all the time. Like- <laughs> Only God could do that too. He took us to a place that uh, we had to go through the fire. Because I, when I began to question the Lord, and I said, "Lord, why am I still struggling with the same things I struggled with ten years ago, twelve years ago? I'm still struggling and carrying this. I, I, I belong to you. And if I belong to you, and you say that we become a new creation, you make all things new. Why is I'm? Why am I not new in this area? And it, and it began, and it, it's an issue. Continues to be an issue that overtakes me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember God taking us to this place and literally we're going through the fire. And I'm like, Lord, why would you bring me here? You know what I struggle with? That's just it. Right. You know, God was ready to do a work in me. He was ready to do a work in me. And it meant complete surrender. Yes. Because a lot of times we tend to defend, defend the things that really are causing us harm. Why? Because we don't want people to know. You know, we don't want people to know that we're struggling in the church and, oh, we got it all together. That's a lie straight from hell yes. because the Lord knows that we don't got it all together. And he's wanting us to confess it yes. to him. Yes. And he took me to a place where it had to be complete surrender and say, Lord, I'm tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired of struggling with this issue over and over because I know that it's affecting our relationship. Robert would say to me times, he's like, Lisa, if anything is ever going to separate us, it's going to be your jealousy. Wow. Because I cannot handle it. I've never been a jealous man. I'd always, I'd be like, if he'd go somewhere, I'm like, where are you going? Who are you with? Who are you talking to? What was your conversation about? You know, like I needed to know, you know, where are you at? What are you doing? What's going on? God took us to a place where I'm facing the fire. (laughs) We're being pulled in two opposite directions. He's going 100 miles one way and I'm going 100 miles in in, in a different direction. But God allowed that time. You know why? Why? Because he wanted this yes. intimacy between him and I. Mm. And when it meant complete surrender, we went through a time of fasting and praying for 21 days. We said, okay, Lord, this is what we're fasting through. Robert was fasting, asking the Lord, you know, for his things personally. I was asking the Lord for things in my life. And one of the main things, the first thing I said was, Lord, 
All I want to do is see you. Amen. I want to be like a horse with the Blinder. with the blinders that all I can do is see you. I don't want to see my husband. I don't want to see my kids. Though they were mm. going through things at the time. Right. I don't want to see no one else. But I just want to experience you and your love for me mm-hmm. like never before. Yes. I made it so real to lay it all down. This is what I'm struggling with. This is what what's what's driving me right. to a place separates me from you and I don't want to carry it any longer. Mm. And I think one of the things too, that, that for me was I saw her struggle mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and as I saw her struggle, I would tell her, I said, honey, if anything separates us, it's going to be your jealousy. I said, cause it's like, it's like you are like on me and you're like asking me all these questions and I'm, I'm faithful. I'm coming home and I'm doing the things that I'm supposed to. And, and as we went through this time, it hurt me right. to see her in this because all I could tell her, which she didn't want to hear, but I could see that she was more angry with herself and I was. than she was with me. But because we're husband and wife and she don't have a direction to take that anger to, well, guess who gets it? You know, yeah, I did. Did. And, and that's what happens in marriages because of our of our lack of you know, not knowing what to do with the emotion that sets inside, which, you know, when we come into the relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, then mm-hmm. he takes that emotion from us. And then, you know, it's like what I shared with y'all this past weekend, you know, it's like Lisa and I had to learn to have a intimate personal. relationship, yeah. personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. for each of ourselves. And when we began to have a personal relationship, and I'm talking not just hit and miss like on Sunday, Sunday Wednesday, Wednesday. No. because I tell people this, how is your marriage going to be if the only time you see your wife it's or your husband is on Sunday and Wednesday? You wouldn't have one. Right. You, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. One. Yeah. You yeah. wouldn't. It wouldn't so work. <laughs> this, this relationship has to be a daily relationship, a daily walk, because when you love someone and you say you love the Lord, that love must be put first before even our own love. Yes. You know? And so one of the things as I was seeing her go through this, and as we did this fasting and praying, mm-hmm. uh, I remember the, her, one of her best friends, uh, Tina, that came in and shared with her. And you want to share that about your loveliness? Okay. Yes. She, um, during this time of the, uh, being in the fire, I remember I just want to run out the back door all the time, but God placed somebody in my path. And that's, I call her my, she's my sister, Tina. Okay. Uh, and um, she had a deep, intimate relationship with the Lord. And I saw it and I would run to her and I would say, hey, pray for me. And one day she called something out at me and she says, Lisa, she says, Lisa, honey, <laughs> she goes, you're loving your husband way too much. Wow. And I was like, like hold on. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, back up. Let me, let me back up a bit. But I walked away thinking about that. And I'm like, Lord, is that true? So that's where it became part of my fast. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him. Yeah. I only want to have eyes for you. Amen. During that time of that fasting and praying, God came in and he literally turned me inside out and upside down. Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6, it talks about where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. There's freedom. He comes in and he removes the veil from our eyes. And I was able to see for the very first time. In Mm -hmm. fact, I was seeing so clear that when I would open my word, 
the words were just jumping off Amen. the page and I could not get enough. I just wanted to keep feeding myself two and three in the morning. The Lord would have me up getting in his presence. And literally I was the horse with the blinders. And all I wanted to do was be in the presence of a holy God because I fell in love with my first love for the very first time. Wow. And, and for me, I saw a miracle right in front of my eyes. And when I saw this miracle of the way her life began to change after she started reading the word and, you know, like the page, the, the words were coming off the pages. And I remember the Lord and I want to share this testimony. It's so important. I remember the Lord putting in my heart uh, this about marriage. And he says, I want you to think of me as the groom waiting for the bride. You know, when you when you have a marriage, the groom is at the altar. Right. Waiting for the bride to come in, mm -hmm. you know, and when I saw this, I it was such a beautiful picture because I saw my wife being that bride that come in and the groom, which was the Lord Jesus Christ, was at the altar waiting for her and for me, because right. we are the church, we are his bride to be able to come down. But the beautiful picture that he showed me about this was that at the end of the whole ceremony, what does the groom have to do in order to have that first kiss or that first intimacy with his wife is to remove her, her veil. Her veil. And, and then from that point, that covenant is made for life. Mm, yes. And so that was such a beautiful picture that only God could have showed me of that and how she had he had set my wife free in that aspect. And so. So in those in that moment, in those days, God began to do something even new in our marriage. Yeah. And I even remember Robert had mentioned before that he says, I've never been a jealous man. If anything's going to separate us, it's going to be your um, jealousy. But through these days, as I was, all I wanted to do is be in the presence of the Lord. Whereas before I needed Robert for everything. And all of a sudden God transforming me where he is like filling me with everything that I need that I no right. longer am drawing that from him but I'm drawing it from the Lord. Right. And um, for a man that was used to that, now all of a sudden he's like, what is the matter with you? <laughs> and um, one night I just said, hey, let's be intimate. And he's like, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm upset right now. I said, because I feel like you're not making time with me. I said, and I, I said it's great that you are like, uh, you know, all in the word and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. But I feel like we need to, we're not on the same page. I said, so no, I said, I, I'm going to um, pass. I'm trying to deal with all this right now. <laughs> and the Lord goes, it's okay. And he puts me right to sleep. Because mm. before if I would have said no to her. I would have rocked my world. Rocked What's wrong with world. you? Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Is yeah. it my body? What is it? You right. Know, eyes on the physical yes. not noticing anything in the spiritual because you became but, jealous when you said you became exactly jealous. <laughs> that's what I was gonna get to. exactly so when i said i was never a jealous man well right. the lord said let me call you out on that yeah because and and when he did i was like oh my gosh you know but the beautiful thing about that that night that night about two o'clock that morning i'll never forget this is one thing that the lord was so intimate with me and he says robert it's not another man. What you have prayed for for 14 years, mm. I have delivered to you and your wife. Wow. And you talk about like when I when I heard him speak in my spirit that 
I just immediately began to weep because I'm like, Lord, forgive me for being so selfish and, and being jealous of the fact that she has found you because you're right. that This is what I've prayed for. And you have released her from the bondage of the enemy Amen. to be able to live freely. And I want her to love you yes. before me. Amen. You know, Amen. Because that is the order is that I want her to love you before me you be on the pedestal because in genesis three sixteen, and the lord revealed this to me right after that to both of us it was uh that he said to woman i will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth that was the first curse mm -hmm. but the second curse was this and you will desire to control your husband mm. see but he will rule over you so for years of her jealousy, she was always trying to, and she will tell you, like, just trying to control where you at, what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, you need to be here. So we try to control that aspect of each other because it's an emotion that takes over in us and because of insecurities and things like that. Mm -hmm. But when the Lord comes in and is the Lord of your life, mm -hmm. there's no more insecurity because you are secure in mm -hmm. his life. Yes. Amen. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because like as y'all was speaking, it's like, dang, you know, it took y'all 14 years. And, um, you know, some couples can't last that long to even hang in there. You know, it does his to um, death do his part, you know, for richer, for poor, um, because it's like we have to have long suffering for one another. Uh, we each is going Amen. to go through our own circumstance, not go through our own circumstances, but we all each individually have had things that's happened to us in our past that, you know, if we, like I said before in the beginning, if we don't get those things checked, it rolls over into your marriage, but we can't, we can't put a timestamp on someone's healing. <laughs> I think that's what a lot of people is doing when, when they're married. It's like, well, you should be over this by now. And it's like, you, you can't tell me how long it's going to take for me to get over this, but when it does happen, we're all going to see a change and see it. You oh, know, it's like, God. just like y'all, it's like, he noticed Miracle. it. Right. It was like, wow. Like I see someone's different now. Like you look yeah, different. That's just like when um, I did a deliverance or well, inner healing yesterday and she came in looking depressed, sad, stressed, suicidal, ready to go get a drink. But after we did one, one session of inner healing, she said she have not smiled and she don't know how long she was smiling from ear to ear. And I was just like oh, the Lord. power of God. I was just like, Amen. but it's, it's like it's his timing. OK, it's like his timing. When God shows up on the scene, you better believe he's going to do some damage. <laughs> he's getting ready to clear up the damage and he's getting ready to heal you, fix you, you know, make you back whole, put you back on the potters, you know, start recreating yeah. you um, to his image. Um, and I know right now a lot of couples, they are facing financial um, issues. Did y'all ever struggle financially? How did that look? And if you didn't, then that's fine. I just wanted to kind of touch that because a lot of couples separate because of finances. Yeah. One of the things that, uh, and we did, we, we struggled finances because growing up, that wasn't an area that I was taught in my family. Neither one of us. Okay. Because as, as my parents, they, you know, my dad and, and them, they would live paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. Let's just be real. You know, a lot of, a lot of that goes on, but so I was never taught finances. So when we got married and finances, uh, was an issue at the very beginning, you know, of course we try to pull in this and we're, we're, you know, taking from here to pay this and we're going and getting loans and yeah. we're going and getting these little loans and and not understanding, you know, they're like little piranhas, you know, like they're just <laughs> creating, you know, more yeah, creating more of them. <laughs> but but one of the beautiful things about the Lord, as we began to pray about that also 
was the Lord put uh, people, in our path. people in our path that truly came in and he says, listen, Robert and Lisa, we would love to sit down with you and talk about your finances because we shared with them what we were going through. And he says, in order, he I never forget this. He says, in order for a doctor to be able to give you the help you need, if he has to find out where you're bleeding from mm -hmm. in order he so he can get to the area and be able to help stop it. Yeah. And so in that aspect, we went in and we shared with them our finances. And as we went in and shared our finances with them, they were such a beautiful couple that come in and just sit down with us. And I remember that after he, he shared with us that at that very moment, we left crying like wow. there's, yes, no way, there's no way we're going to be. But but they gave us an outline and they gave us um, some an instruction on what we needed to do and what we were going to have to give up in order to get to that point. We're like, Lord, we cannot even see light at the end of this tunnel. But he said, there's hope, you mm -hmm. know, and um, he's like, trust, trust the Lord. And if you follow this, you know, you're going to see that um, one day money is going to be coming in, you know, as long as you submit to the Lord. And, and as Robert's talking now, I, you know, looking back at all of our years and the things, different things that we face, whether it was finances, marriage, our children, whatever it was. You know, as long as we didn't have a spirit of pride coming into any right. of those situations, mm -hmm. but we surrendered and submitted to the Lord, whatever that issue was, mm -hmm. then God could come in and he can work with it, right. you know, and he has always led us to the light Amen. as long as we put him first and we trust him and that we die to ourselves because it's never been about us, mm -hmm. but it's been about him and glorifying right. him. And, right. and I think one of the most, if I could share with any couples, is to be real with one another. You have yeah. to realize that the communication is the key to be able to begin healing mm -hmm. in any area. Uh, and the sensitivity that God, through the Holy Spirit, gives gives you mm -hmm. for your spouse, the one that may be going through that Amen. process of trying to get through that healing, is to realize, like you said earlier, is that it takes time. Yes. You know, you have to be patient. But the beauty about patience is, is that God is the one that comes in and gives you a heart to begin to pray for your spouse right. and to love them where they're at and to realize that what God has freely gave you in mercy and forgiveness and, you know, love, you got to be able to freely give to others. And that is including your spouse. Uh, and sitting down and having a one-on-one, -on -one, um, you know, and being real with each other, you know, and not getting defensive, but really looking at what is the issue. Being sensitive. Because sometimes when we get defensive, it's because we don't want to talk about the item because we may be the one that caused that the area issue. of the issue that went on. So we may say something that is hurtful to our spouse so that it brings a safety net out for us to be able to back up so we don't have to face it. One of the greatest uh, things that was shared to us in our early year, in our early years of marriage, even though as we struggled um, after we got plugged into the church, um, our pastor sat with us many times. We went to counsel many times, you know, um, trying to just work through issues amongst each other. Um, and he said, you know, before we move forward, he says, I want 
you know, you both to commit to saying this, that divorce is not an option. And I need to hear it out of both of your mouths. Yes, yeah, it's so easy to, to say that when in a time. Throw it out there when you get mad and you get frustrated and you just want to go and jive and hurt. And, you know what I mean? Um, but, he, but he says, you say it. Say that divorce is not an option. I want you to hear it. And we both said, we looked at each other and we said, okay, divorce is not an option. We're going to, no matter how hard things, um, you know, rise up in our marriage over the years, divorce will not be an option. It will not come out of our mouths. And we're going to work through whatever situation that looks like. And that's in the forefront of whatever we've gone through that as hard as things got hard and they did and they will you know, because even as we overcome one obstacle and we get through it, there's going to be something else that comes through. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've learned that if we stick together and we stick to the Lord and we put him first, there's nothing that we can't face that he won't see us through. Amen. And, you know, one of the scriptures that really stood out for us too, even as we were going through the marriage, you know, crisis at the beginning and then, you know, the being delivered and, and even through the finances in everything, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I, this scripture always stood out to me was James 5, 16. It says, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Amen. Amen. It says, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. So if we could understand that it's sometimes we haven't been taught in our life. It's just a matter of sitting down with the one you love and being able to look eye to eye and say, you know what? We're not on the same page. I feel like you're on a different page. And I, I feel like, you know, what can we do to get back to where we were before and to reconnect, to reconnect. Mm -hmm. yeah. and so to be able to humble ourselves and say, you know what? I was wrong. Mm -hmm. I was Amen. wrong. And I'm sorry for the way that this took place uh, in the finances and the decisions that I may have made or the way I may have spoke to you in, in, in this tone. You know, I just want to ask for your forgiveness and just being able to confess those things to one another, especially being best friends, yes. you know, <laughs> and, children of God. And, and children of God. And, and not only that, but to see your children being able to see you being able to sit there and talk out, talk it out rather than all the yelling, because all the yelling is just, you know, an avenue of I want to get the last wording, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. But the beauty about it is to let God come in and give you that humble spirit of Amen. being able to come to your husband or your wife and say, look, let's sit down and let's let's discuss this. And in a, in a way of adults. You know, in a way of a couple to be able to move forward. Amen. Amen. And so, um, I do want to correct myself on one thing because uh, it was put in my spirit that some people may not understand what I was saying when I say Jesus will step on the scene and um, <laughs> he had, he oh, caused damage. Yeah. I, I didn't mean like damage, damage. It's like miracle, right? right. But right, it was like right. in my spirit that somebody might listen and go, "What did you yeah. just say? He, he's going to yeah. create what?" Yeah. <laughs> so in other words, like, he's like, Against darkness, he's going to yeah, create that's that. Right, right. <laughs> right. I just right. wanted to clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to lead no one the, um, the wrong way. <laughs> but um, there was one thing that you two have told us about when y'all started to um, pastoring. Okay, y'all got the church where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. Are you able to share a, a short testimony about how God allowed that that opportunity to come up? Yes. Yes. So um, there was several times in our years of marriage in the in the times that we were that I was really struggling. And um, 
Robert knew early on after um, the Lord got a hold of his life because I saw a miracle in Robert's life. When he came to the Lord, God did a 180 in him. He turned him inside out, upside down and changed everything about him, you know, gave him new desires, his desires and and took the old ones away from him. I'm talking about like the drinking and the party. And he no yeah. longer had a desire for that. Amen. And um, so he knew early on that God was calling him to preach the word. <laughs> and um, we didn't know what that looked like because I'm still going, oh, Lord, I can't even help myself. How can I help somebody else out? You know, and there was a couple of times that um, we were asked or he was asked to come and be the pastor of a church. And uh, this was one of the times and when I said the Lord took me through the fire, it was two doors that had opened one to go in one direction to go pastor a church or the other door was to go and work at a children's home. And when Robert approached me, he says, Lisa, this is an opportunity for us to go. And, you know, this door is open for us to pastor, but we also have this door. And I'm like, pastor, pastor, church, I can't even help myself. How can I be a pastor's wife? I can't be a pastor's wife, <laughs> you know? And, um, and as much as he wanted it, this is where I saw God come in and, and work through him because I saw God's mercy shown to me through my husband, wow. even though he wanted it and he wanted to pastor, he wasn't running a hundred miles an hour in front of me. You know, can you just share about the airplane? Yes. I had a pastor friend of mine say this and it, man, it was like hit, hit me so right between the eyes. And, and it was something that he says, what good is it for you to be in first class in your life and have your family in coach? Wow. You know, so it's like, what good is for you to go and desire all the things when your wife and your kids are not there to enjoy it with you? Mm -hmm. And so that really hit me. And I, it wasn't something that we were doing, but it was something that I always remembered because it was like, I always want to be sensitive to her in such a way where, you know, if it's, if we're not at, this is what we tell couples. Too, and he has been. And he has been. If we're not at peace together about a decision, we won't do it. We won't do it. And even then, even back up like to, into 2006, when he got ordained as a pastor, um, I remember one of the charges from one of the pastors that spoke there. He says, God is not only calling you, Robert, but he's calling your wife. You know, he's calling your children, you know, he's calling y'all, you as, as one. And, um, and through that, that is like hit forefront for him too, because I've seen the sensitivity in him mm -hmm. and that is only God. Yeah. So then after the transformation took place in me and God set me free, then when the door came open, the opportunity to come, somebody had said, Hey, Robert, there's a church that's looking for a pastor. He's like, well, you know, I'm filling in a pulpit over here in this town. I'm really not looking. He goes, well, I'm not trying to be the Holy Spirit or help the Holy <laughs> yeah, Spirit. That's what he said. Can you just please put your uh, resume. resume in? And um, Robert's like, uh, well, because he was so persistent. I said, honey, just do it. And he's like, yeah, I'm just going to do it just to, you know, kind of get him off my back. <laughs> but little, little did we know what God was about to do. Wow. And um, so he put in his resume. And we've been here in Gonzales, Texas at Eastside Baptist Church. Uh, we just completed five years on January 3rd. Praise and God. So, so it has been a journey and an adventure. But all of this had to take place before we could even be here. Mm -hmm. 
We had to go through some of the hardest times in our marriage, in our lives, to completely surrender to a holy, loving God so he can place us where we're at now and utilize us for his glory. Amen. And we're not here for ourselves. We're here for him. Yes. And what I always tell people is just allow yourself to be on the potter's wheel. Mm -hmm. yes. Allow yourself to be formed and have the hands of God begin to form you and shape you into what he's truly created you to be. Amen. And to know your identity is not in this world. It's not in no it's not in what you need and what you need to have. It's in him. Yes. And when we realize that when he begins to form us and shapes, uh, shape us into what he's designed us for, to be able to worship him the way we are today from where we were years ago from the hurt and pain mm -hmm. to see God do the miracle in both of us is to only allow him to be given all the glory for what he's done in us. And, and we just want to thank the Lord for, you know, and to, and to tell couples out there, there is hope. Amen. That Amen. hope is in Jesus Christ, you know. That's so. right. Amen. Amen. And can't do it. I'm so glad y'all came to share your testimony with us today because, um, like I said, there's a lot of struggling couples out there. <laughs> and, um, so if anyone by chance happened to miss any of this, I want you to understand that you can go see this, um, the, the actual visual, <laughs> you know, live um, on my YouTube at Zakia Robinson. And so just in case you came like midway, you're like, well, I really wanted to hear the beginning of that. Um, mm -hmm. Please feel free to go to that YouTube. And then if you're looking for any inner healing or if you're looking for something um, like deliverance and you're just trying to figure out what's going on I am a um, certified life coach and then I also do inner healing and deliverance for the Lord and so please don't hesitate to go to be the light dot live and again we are so so happy that you guys came on to talk um, it's not by chance that we all happen to meet each yeah. other because um, you, you you spoken to um, Eric's and my marriage so um, it was amazing and you know that that praying together and fasting together is something yes. that couples is it's like a must. It's it's the glue. Yeah. It is the, <laughs> it's glue. the super glue <laughs> to, to the marriage. It's truly just grabbing a hold of each other, going, listen, we need help, and the help needs to be from the Lord Jesus Christ. That's right. And when you fast and pray as husband and wife, it is only through the hands of God mm -hmm. coming down and just touching your marriage and letting you see. Like Lisa said, removing the veil yes. of whatever it has been that's holding you back captive. from truly mm -hmm. being captive in something so that you can be set free Amen. and be able to really be in the inner circle of each other's lives. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting us, Zakia. Yes. You, we have yeah. to do this again. <laughs> yes, definitely. 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 All right, everyone. So again, this is Be the Light, and we are out and hope to see you on the next show. I'm no longer bound, I'm no longer chained, I'm no longer captive, no longer restrained. Delivered, set free, and free to be me. Let me introduce myself. Thank you so much for tuning in to Be the Light. If you are looking for a life coach or maybe you're looking for some inner healing, please visit BeTheLight.Live. Again, that is BeTheLight.Live. And you can also follow us on YouTube for a replay of this show at Zakia Robinson. Be blessed. My name.